Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo, which I have to be today. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Still. And somebody came in burping like a mad, crazy person. <laughs> and yeah, that was me. <laughs> Coming in burping over the music. I didn't know we were live. <laughs> We were live. The music was going. So in the middle of the music, there's this. So. Welcome to episode. More like Miss Belchie. Welcome to episode 120. 120. (laughs) Um, Today we are going to talk about virtual conventions. There's been a pop up and kind of, I don't want to say a resurgence because I think, but it's just. There's been people starting to do it. And so we figured it'd be something cool to talk about and kind of give props out to those people that are, are doing it because it can be a challenge to have a convention and do stuff like this. But before we do that, um, let's give a shout out to all of our sponsors. We want to thank Creature Caster, uh, which, Kathy, have you finished your model yet? Your Cesarina? No. Um, you need to finish your Cesarina Desire. Yes, I do. That is a true statement. True statement. Good job, Nora. Good job. <laughs> um, I want to thank Tectonic Crest Studios, Dan the Man. I tried calling him this week, and he didn't answer. just doesn't want to talk to me. He doesn't like me anymore. Nah, he's probably just super busy. Just like everybody else in these trying times. Uh, we also want to thank Muse on Minis, which Muse are, uh, for hosting all of our files and getting us out there to everybody. We appreciate it more than anything else. We also want to thank... Um, Metalhead Minis, which Lynn will be getting a new product of ours. And it's kind of a design that Mizzy and I did that we'll be selling for our Song of Ice and Fire friends. Um, and who am, I, am I missing anybody? I get everybody already. Metalhead Minis, yeah, Muse, TikTok, Crest Studios, Creature Crest. I got everybody. Sweet. Um, also, it is now May. And if you haven't done it and you're not part of it, there is a, an event group, uh, May the Bus Be With You, and you paint a bus during the month of May. I will be painting this bus. Wow, I'm ahead of the game. Oh, you're not supposed to start until May. But I'm going to get that work on that sometime this week um, when I get a chance. Um, but for a bit, I'm going to be working on my 3D print that I've been working on. Um so let's go ahead and go. We also have another show that we're going to do. We're going to do it a little bit later that John wants to talk about. Um, and we'll probably get see if we can get some cool stuff going on with that. Um, so let's go with drink. Kathy, what are you drinking? Gin and tonic. What? I know I was leaving you all in suspense. In suspense for a gin and tonic. Ugh. It was palpable. Yeah. John, <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I actually have uh, orange juice uh, mixed with the last of my 43 liqueur, which uh, brings you to a question. How long should it take you to go through a gallon of orange juice? Not long. Okay. Just checking, because I bought it Friday. Oh, it's well. empty. Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That's Good. fine. There you go. 
Gonzo, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm actually drinking water today. Yesterday I went out to, if you were on the free ramble, I went out and did some more crystal mining. And it was really, really hot. It actually got up to like 85 around here. And with no shade, the sun beating down, digging for crystals in a mine, in an open pit mine, it gets pretty hot. And I'm just trying to make sure I get rehydrated enough. I've already drank a lot, but I'm going to make sure I take that extra precaution and drink more water. So... Uh, to everybody out there, everybody's working, everybody's doing something, everybody stay safe, don't get in any trouble, be nice to each other, cheers. 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 H2O. Quarantine rules apply, John, the normal limit does not apply. Leave oh, okay. Okay. Um, there is no normal anymore. Yeah. Except that I bought it Friday on the way home, so really quarantine didn't affect it at all. Because <laughs> I had to wear a mask while buying it. That's the only difference. Well, there you go. <laughs> to be fair, it's not like my weekend is terribly much different. I just don't actually get to sit around on Saturday at Mission Barbecue with all my friends and eat. I get to see one or two of them while I get my food from Mission Barbecue, then come back home and eat it with Manny on. I actually communicated with my neighbor today. It's just uh, the first time I have face-to-face communicated with anybody in quite some time. I was sitting out on my front step, and she was walking her dog. And she stood out on the sidewalk. And uh, we exchanged pleasantries. I waved at her husband, who was doing some gardening over in their yard. That was part of my amazing Sunday. <laughs> hey John, do you have a link to that product that you wanted to you wanted to talk about for that Kickstarter? I'm looking at you squinty eyed because it's not like I sent it. Hold on, let me check here <laughs> at seven p.m. today. Yeah. So I sent it like an hour ago. Yeah, I figured you still had it. But I wanted to make sure. Uh, John, I guess as far as yours, I wanted you to talk about this because we this is something you're in charge of, and hopefully you can get this gentleman on and we get him on the podcast. Oh, you're putting me yeah. in charge of something? John's in yeah. charge. Well, you're the yeah. most adult of us. I am absolutely <laughs> adult. adult. Uh, so... Uh, some buddies of mine actually uh, contacted me uh, a while ago about uh, a product they're putting out, and it just went live on Kickstarter. Uh, it is the Mobile Painting Studio by Studio X, and uh, it's basically this giant, uh, well, not even giant, this small thing to carry around brushes and paints. It's got wet palettes that you uh, get to move around. It's got some tool trays. It's got a whole bunch of stuff, and it's very cool how it's set up. Uh, it's all there in the Kickstarter, but it basically holds your brushes upside down so there's no nothing, you know, the tips aren't going to go and get messed up because uh, the way the paint racks go is they keep the uh, wet palette and stuff at the bottom. They don't, it doesn't move at all. In fact, they're pretty much stationary. And the brushes sort of hang down in between the two paint, uh, uh, paint rack things, and uh, then the tools are on top. It's a pretty cool little thing. It is, uh, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not even terribly expensive. It's about uh, about a hundred bucks for one of them, and it looks really cool for 
carrying your paints around for those people who like to go other places and hobby. Um, honestly, this is the kind of thing that when we get back at it, right now it's the most ironic project, you know, your product. Like, let's get a new thing to let you go elsewhere and paint, but we can't really go elsewhere. But, uh, you know, it, when this all breaks, it'll be very yeah. useful for anyone who likes to go around and paint with their buddies. Or at the hobby right, store. Even if you're, uh, even if you, you want to take it with you to paint minis during lunch. Yep. Or that if you works. just like to keep your home stuff clean and you know you just put your stuff like right there, you know, a couple minutes cleanup time, it's out of the way. If you got to share a table with somebody, or if you're worried about um, the devil spawn, aka cats. Oh, or cats! Okay. Yeah, cats. Not the movie. No, not the movie cats. The actual I'm... physical cats, because uh, you know I've heard they like to steal stuff and such. Drink paint water, tip paint water over, uh, yeah. tip water over onto your models that you just finished. They like to fuck with you. Let's just be honest. They like to fuck with you. It's a cat. It's a cat. I mean, they—they they are truly evil. They're assholes. Yeah, they might be cute and we cuddly. Love them. That, that's but, why they're cute. It's so that we don't kick them out. And also, maybe you got kids. You need to paint out in the in a, in a area where people use. Just clean it up real quick. Get it out of the way. It might be good. Take a look at it. It's good. It's going for another ooh, 18 days or so. So, 21st. That. So, it looks like it'll be over. Yeah, make sure you post the link of it. Um, I was just going to do that. Oh yeah, Somebody post a link to that. There you go. Oh, yeah, give it a check out. We'll try and get we're gonna try and get the guy working on it to uh, come on and talk about it too, because that would be kind of cool to get it directly from the man designing it. He says that his uh, wife was sort of the inspiration for it because she hated his stuff all around, which is not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah, see if we can get them. Maybe we can get them on before the Kickstarter ends. Kids, less furry, just as crazy as cats. But they're not evil, they just don't know any better. Cats know better. Only sometimes they do. No, then they're evil. I mean, oh. I can't wait to hear what, uh, what everyone says about teachers after this comes back in. They're going to be, teachers are like, going to be the new rock stars. We never realized just how hard it was. Well, because <laughs> you're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I've already had quite a few of that. I had a couple of parents are like, um, whatever you want when we start back up, you get it. I don't care what it is. A new car. I'm like, how about a pay raise? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, right, Legionnaires? <laughs> I mean, heck, that's probably fair. Oh, the best thing I saw about that, Gonzo, was how, uh, you know, when this all came in, teachers were given almost no time to plan, and they just went with it. They got it working. Yeah. No input from the government or anything. In fact, the government usually generally only made things harder on you, and then you just keep going. Maybe let teachers do what they think needs to be done and sort of throttle back on all that government oversight shit because mm -hmm. I think they know what they're doing. Yeah. We um, we actually got a, just to get off a little bit off, we actually got a 24-hour notice to find out 
which all of our people have the ability to get on the internet and then go from there and then get everything set up with Google Classroom. Luckily, I already had Google Classroom set up for myself, for my own class. You had to cancel a podcast to plan all that stuff out. That was very, very short notice. Yeah, I did have to cancel. There was was one time I had to cancel to get all that stuff in and done because we had to get it all up and ready and running before, you know, the kids were gone. Which is okay. I mean, that's kind of, you know, kind of why I make the, the low bucks. But uh, overall, I mean, we, we worked our butt off. So, uh, I am over here working on this. By the way, for the people that were wondering, I get a 3D print uh, and I'm cleaning it up. Um, the big piece is going to need a little extra TLC uh, to get it going. But I did 3D print off an entire fully functioning life-sized helmet of Iron Man. I will have to do a reprint of one piece because the ear pieces are not um, the right size. So I just got to up the size of them and then reprint them. Crap. (laughs) Sorry. Sounds like you're playing with Legos. Uh, Trying not to make too much. Yeah, I was trying not to make a loud noise. Uh, but I will take and have the um, face mask removable. So it's not one piece. So I can either. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it where it actually folds up or whatever, like some people have done, where they fold it up, or if I just take it and just do magnetic and pop it on and off with a magnetic. But I definitely will not be gluing that together. I think magnetic would be the easy way to go. It, it probably will be. I just want to see how hard it is because someone's already made mods to um, possibly uh, to get it where it's a mechanical lifting system and they're 3D printing the, lift, the lifting system. I just don't know how much and what and if it's worth it or not. So I'll have to wait and see. So I'm working on this. I'm actually cleaning up the supports on the major big helmet piece because there's a ridge line and I had to dig out the supports on that, which then eventually I'll have to sand this entire thing down because I have to sand the top of it because the top got really screwed up Um, and sand all the other parts. The top part I'm probably going to have to get uh, my belt sander out just to make it a whole lot easier and quicker. And then refill it all in where I've messed it up. So did you ever paint your other mask? No, I just got, uh, recently just got the files I need, um, as in sanding files and sandpaper to to get that done. Okay. So I could uh, file that down. That's one of my projects in the next month or so. I've got to find, I don't, I I swear I thought I had uh, green stuff. And I'm not talking the liquid green stuff, you know, the putty. Right. The two mixing stuff. I thought oh, I had Oh, that liquid stuff doesn't even exist for me. I could never well, get it to work. That's actually pretty good, but it was made... It was a good innovation that was made for a shitty reason. Yeah. So The reason I, was that their fine cast for GW was very pockmarked and not great, as mass-produced resin tends to be. And then they made that to fix it. And it did a pretty good job. I very much enjoyed it, but you really get to keep that stuff fresh. 
it it goes bad pretty quick, and uh, it's not good for what Gonzo's using necessarily. But I also have I need I thought I have some I just don't know where it's at. I'd have to go maybe look in the living room on one of my hobby area section that I have. And so also if you're thinking about it, go the gap, and fill look the gaps at brown stuff. Look at the brown <laughs> stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got like it's a oh it's a I blue, love the brown stuff. It's the a blue and white stuff. Brown and uh, brown and yeah, white, yeah. brown and silver. Yeah, the stuff that they like use to repair like fucking machines and shit. Yeah. Oh, I love that stuff. And it's uh, when it cures, it's it's more brittle. It's harder, but it's easier to sand and file. It's easier. You can carve into it, which you really can't do very well with green stuff. I absolutely love that needed tight stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I just got to see where I got my stuff. Bondo spot putty works good on 3D prints, yep. he says. Worth looking at. Yeah, honestly, that's one of those things as 3D printing gets more out there, people are going to start looking at the stuff that's better for gap filling and uh, such with that. Yes, Crimson Badger does make a primer for 3D yep. printed stuff that will uh, is supposed to sort of fill in the, the little striations that you get. Yep. Sometimes. I've got to look into that too because I was going to see uh, how that was. Because I got a couple of I got a couple of prints that I can test with it to see if it's worth it. But I also got my my Dremel that I need to use on some of this stuff, and then I've got a sander I got to use for the top of the helmet, which I think I should be able to work and get done. Um, and then like I said, just fill in the gaps with Bondo or whatever that's going to work. And stuff, but that should be something I had. I can't remember what I do with my clippers. I saw him in them here just uh, not too long ago. Gonzo's was falling apart over there. He didn't know where anything is. They yeah, are underneath that thing that you set on top of them. No, they're over here. <laughs> because the bottom piece, there is a bottom piece to this, and I need to, I have to glue it on. Which I wasn't too happy about the way they have this for 3D printing. Because they've got a bottom back piece that goes to the back of the helm that forms the full circle of where the ear pieces are. Which is cool, no problem. It's just I didn't like the way that I could have printed that all in one piece if I could have orientated it correctly. But it was taking way too long to do, so I was like, uh, uh, crap. Because it was either taking four hours to do it, or, or not four hours, four days to print it, or two days to print it, and I went with the two-day print. Well done. I don't have patience to wait that that kind of shit. <laughs> like, no. Bad thing is, is we actually had a bad thunderstorm come through in the middle of day one, and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> have yeah. you got your uh, uninterrupt uninterruptible power supply yet? Uh, I just got that in this Friday, oh, um, and so I've got it in. It's it's plugged up in Man, now. You were that a while ago. Yeah, it took almost an entire month to get that in. So, but I got to glue this together, which I'll glue tonight while we're doing the podcast, <clears throat> and then glue the chin on because that's going to be a, a stay on piece, and then I'll bondo and sand down the entire thing except for the mask um and then i have to reprint the ear pieces 
that go into the side because they're actually smaller than what they were supposed to be. So I got to increase them up and I looked on there and they're, they said to do it like 106% and then it'll fit. So. But that was hey, Captain Mizzy? I don't know why Captain Mizzy is on here because Captain Mizzy is not feeling good. That doesn't mean she can't watch this and participate yeah, I mean, in the chat. She better be getting enough rest or I'm going to kick her butt. That will help with the rest, really. Just saying. It's like the opposite of rest. Yeah. Also, laughter is best medicine, so, you know. Actually, I think medicine's the best medicine, but, you know, laughter's a good second. Yeah. Don't believe it. I believe it. Damn scientists. Oh. But... So, I mean, we've been talking <laughs> for about 23 minutes about other stuff. We should really probably talk about what we were meant to talk about, which was something that came up. Um, and we actually talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. We talked about how uh, our chances of like Gen Con and all the other conventions were going to go. And then Adepticon, not Adepticon, uh, ReaperCon decided to go ahead and cancel. And ReaperCon is actually a pretty far out convention. That's Labor Day weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was actually a, a, a pretty decent amount of way away. And Oticon so, canceled, too, and it's the same weekend as Gen Con. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a pretty big one. Yeah. In, in the Baltimore area, right? D.C. now, yeah. Okay. Long story on that. Not important for the podcast. <laughs> But, My t-shirt company that I used to work for uh, always sent somebody out to work that show every year. It's a good show. Got a lot of people in there. <clears throat> we had canceled. They actually did the most interesting thing where literally they said, we're just taking your registrations for this year and applying to the next year. If that's yeah. not going to work for you, contact us. And I'm like, I, I like jobs are good and that's a good way of going. Yeah. Sure. But I was kind of surprised by the ReaperCon one. I don't blame them. Not you know, no disrespect for them or anything because it's still pretty far out. But you know, they got to protect themselves and other people, yep. and they thought that that was best for them. But they are still doing a convention of sorts. They are doing a virtual convention. Uh, there's still going to be classes, which um, I'm guessing they're going to contact all the people that were going to be doing classes and see if they can do them. Um, by Skype or Zoom or whatever, like they would do on a Twitch stream. Um, I don't know. Was Jim planning on doing any uh, classes at Reaper? We always have Fort Whopper, Fort Wapla at Reaper. Uh huh. I can't say that fast three times. Fort Whopper. <laughs> Fort Whopper. Like Fort Whopper. Um. So yeah. So we we do that every year and. That's just us sitting at a table, and Jim just does stop, spot demonstrations. Yeah. Apparently, I can't English at all today. So. Um, so. Yeah. So people come by with their models, and he will, you know, they'll they'll ask for advice, uh, tips, you know, and and he'll take a look, and he'll, you know, tell them what they did right about it, and. You know what things they might concentrate on to to make it better, and people like that. And 
I sit at the other end of the table with uh, other people and do things like run a uh, spontaneous gummy bear painting contest. Oh, uh-huh, you guys are going to have to do that uh, online, virtual. Oh, gummy yes. Oh, yes, we are. You need your regulation uh, Haribo sugar gummy bear. Do you get bonuses if you paint one of the giant ones? No. <sighs> Why? Why would you get a bonus? The bigger they are, the easier they are to paint. I'm discovering that with this bust here. People are like, oh, the eyes are fantastic on that. And I'm like, they're huge. <laughs> they're huge. I almost <laughs> printed that bust out bust out for you, by the way. I love I wouldn't even mind painting it again. I'm having a lot of fun with this bust. It'd be cool to paint it in a different color scheme. Yeah, because I, I saw that because it was on, uh, thing, it's on Thingiverse, and I was like, oh, That'd be the one. Cassie might like that. Oh, I gotta print something John's out first. And then I was like, oh crap, I need to get all this stuff out. And so I was like, uh, I'll print it later. We we need to find edible paint so we can paint gummy bears and then eat them. <gasps> yes. That see, that makes it even better. But yeah, last year we had I think six participants in our first annual Haribo Classic. And we were planning to do it again this year, so we will be doing it online. Are, are Jim, you allowed Jim to poke the, the gummy bear in the in the butt with a, a toothpick for something to hold it with? A, yes. Just asking. There's there's really not many uh, regu- you know rules. It just has to be. An actual gummy bear. It can't be like a 3D printed gummy bear. It can't be like a, you know, it has to be the real one with sugar, not the non sugar, you know, the the evil ones. So, Crimson 1919 asks Aren't horrible gummy bears the ones that give you horrible, horrible diarrhea? It's the, it's the non sugar ones that do. I'll be honest. Crimson, almost anything can give me horrible, horrible diarrhea or not. That's just the problem I have with my stomach. I could eat the most neutral thing, a cracker, saltine, boom, in the bathroom for half an hour. I could eat the, the, the scariest taco lasagna you can buy at the local grocery store, and you're like, salt as a rock, no worries. So if I eat too many of them, they will definitely make me no bueno. You're not allowed to use the sugarless ones. Oh, you're allowed to eat the sugarless ones. That seems horrifying, the really. Take paint better. No, that's just my that's just my rule. I mean, it's okay. arbitrary rule. Just checking. I mean, <laughs> it makes no sense. Or if they uh, do, you get bonus points. You paint one of the gummy bears as a gummy bear, bouncing here and there and everywhere. So there's, there's no. Wild events that would be unfair? I think somebody actually, people were singing that at the table while they were painting them. (laughs) And somebody painted one like a Care Bear. And I think one of them was painted like one of the gummy bears. And there was a Deadpool one. And uh, mine was terrible because I started like halfway through when everybody else had started I just kind of decided well maybe I should paint one too um but I made the mistake of priming it so apparently gummy bears are like reaper bones they don't they don't uh need to be primed before you start painting them and I discovered that if you prime it 
that, that's one thing that Badger Steinel Res does not do a good <laughs> job covering. Um, Noted. Yeah. We'll have to ask them to uh, work on their formulation for priming gummy, gummy bears because <laughs> that's needs been, to be done. That's been noted and as. Spoiler <laughs> for you, Kathy. Uh, it turns out most things don't need to be pri need to be primed. My buddy Frank's painted army upon army with no primer because he's crazy like that. I've heard people say that. He's also the guy who, when he started playing Epic again, when Epic Armageddon came out, he cut jump packs off of little Space Marines to put them on his chaplain to put them on a on a base of Space Marines. And I'm like, dude, you need help because. That's cool conversion, but that's like next level a little much. Converting your chaplain with a jump pack in epic scale. <laughs> a little much. I kind of miss epic scale. Um, I actually do. I think, uh, I think contrary to Kathy, I actually think that smaller models like that are actually easier to paint because you only need to uh, give the impression of the the color or insignia or whatever thing you're doing and your people's brains will fill in the rest and then they stop and really focus like oh wait you didn't actually paint that thing i just thought you did i'm like yep sneaky tricks yeah the optical illusion is everything when you're painting small models but uh just do it just applying the base coats on this bust and uh and the initial highlights was so quick it just went so quick. I mean, if I'm just doing flat colors on every part, I mean, if my space marine is just blue and the trim is just gold, sure, that's easy. But if I'm if I'm doing the highlights and the darks and I'm blending or glazing or, you know, trying to get this extra contrast and smooth transition and everything, then that's going to take some time. Um, but with this bust, it turns out it actually takes less time to do that on this bigger surface. And I think that's why you see these people doing all these little fun, intricate looking freehand things. And that's what I intend to do with this one as well. I today was working on coming up with some designs like the uh, the back of her quiver is gonna have oak leaves on it. There's a, a little band around the collar of her shirt and that's gonna have flowers on it. And there's gonna be a design on the front of her vest or whatever it is and uh, I want to put a tattoo on her face and maybe one on her shoulder so yeah there's there's a lot of room to be able to do stuff like that those fun little details that on smaller models it's they're just too small I mean I could do stripes on the pants of that little reaper one that I did which is a 28 millimeter model but I couldn't do anything very much more complex fair enough all right so the hasbro competition will definitely be at virtual uh, Harbo. virtual Harbo. fort waffle yeah i mean are we having a transformers painting competition because i mean i could jump in on that i don't know if these guys can paint well but i'll give some fuckers a shot the <laughs> shitty one's not the good one But ReaperCon is going back on topic again. <laughs> Topics are for Wizzies. Uh, we were talking about ReaperCon. Yeah, but they're going to be doing it virtual, 
which mm-hmm. they said they're going to be doing swag bags and all this other stuff, which is interesting because that means that they're, you know, you've got a ticket. The swag bags are going to come, you know, with a ticket and they're going to mail the swag bags off to you, I'm guessing. That's super awesome. I mean, I think that would be kind of cool. I mean, I could actually attend ReaperCon this year. <laughs> I mean, if it's virtual, there'd be a lot of people attending, doing lots of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to be setting some... I mean, I, there's not many classes I would take for the simple fact that, you know, I have Kathy, and she's just the plethora of knowledge that I have all the time, and she's just awesome. I don't need any other teachers. Um. Based on the definition, what? say she is a font of knowledge, not a plethora. I am not a plethora, no. Um, but I have plenty of people that I like to learn from. Right. There are streamers out there that I would love to watch. Uh, my friend Pascal was doing tattoos on a bust, and that's what gave me the idea of doing the tattoos on this one. I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. Okay. I can do that. I know I can do this. I want to try this. <laughs> and I am going to try this. Yeah, I have a feeling so. that a lot of our Twitch streamers that we that people are used to are going to have quite a few classes. Huh? Yeah, I hope they do what uh, uh, Adepticant did and sort of try and organize it all so it's, uh, you know, so it's not just, oh, look, everyone's all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that way you it's, can sort of uh, schedule better. Well, they they have plenty of time to plan it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they they have plenty of time that they've given themselves for this. So hopefully, you know, they can figure it out. Uh, and Jim and I were talking about this just before the the show, and he brought up a good point, which was, what about people who were going to teach classes at ReaperCon but who don't have uh, a webcam. They don't have uh, the tools for streaming, you know, right. like we do. And uh, so, what, what are they going to? Are they just out of luck? They can't. They can't do their classes because they're not, you know, able to stream Techno online. Savvy. Yeah. So, I will hope that Reaper has an idea for that. Maybe they're going to be like, "Hey, do you guys just not want to do it? Do you want help setting it up?" What have you? That's what I would do as a con, as a, a con uh, runner. I would be like, let's see if I can help them do it. If they don't want to do it, obviously we'll work that out too. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do though. Um, it's new ground. These these two virtual conventions. There's actually been another one in between. Also, I think that was set up from the ground up as a virtual convention. I'm uh, hoping to hopeful to see what they do there. I know. Uh, on the littler con side, John Con is probably going to be virtual this year. It's not really worth trying to schedule based on yeah. everything. Um, so we'll have to see yeah, how that he, plays. He moved his to summer too, anyway, didn't he? Uh, well, he he delayed it to September tentatively, but looks like we may not even get September. Uh, you know, when ReaperCon uh, canceled, he is sort of like looking sketchy. So um, that's a full of people alive. So. We might just go to full virtual for that. And there, there's some play there. We can see what we can do with that. And then you, uh, Kathy, you mentioned another one. I can't remember. What, was it WonderCon? Hold on. Another convention? Yeah, you mentioned another one when we were talking about this as our topic. Um, 
What was the name of it? Yeah, um, I thought it was, I thought it was Wonderfest. Oh, Wonderfest. But I'm looking at their website and it doesn't have it as being canceled. It has it as being in October. Oh, in Louisville? Yeah, Louisville's still open for October. I have a client who has a convention in October in Louisville. So. And there's a reason late, this is even later than the one I'm looking at. So, so this might not be the convention that I was thinking of. And I, WonderCon happened. Uh, actually, that was probably canceled because that's usually about right around Easter weekend. Yeah, this one is the Wantafest. Um, that's going on right now, and it's only it's only a, like a a model thing. Uh, Wantafest is a online event on Facebook for. Uh, model online model contests. I saw that one. That was another one that they're doing, uh, which is interesting because I know that um, recently some people were like, hey, can you still do the painting competition for XYZ? And some of the people said no because certain people can take better pictures. Yeah, that changes the whole thing. Yeah, that changes up the whole dynamics for it. Because, um, I mean, like, Jim, I and mean, you have like a photo studio. You can see part of it behind you, and I'm just like, I couldn't take a big, a good enough picture of my model to, you know, do anything. So I was like, uh, I wonder how that's going to go. But you know, that's up to them to decide and how they do it. Yeah, so. it, it cool. definitely makes it a different contest, and different people are going to end up winning because, um. You know, because again, picture taking becomes part of it, and that's a skill as well. Yeah, that's even a technology thing. You know, if you don't have a good enough, uh, it's not like there's one camera that everyone has access to. Correct. I take oh. all my pictures and my minis with my phone. Oh yeah, uh, I have a, I'm a friend on uh, Facebook who is a professional photographer. He says, really, in most cases, your phone is all you need. My phone, uh, I actually used to take my uh, hobby streak photos with the tablet. The phone, the phone's got a better camera than a tablet. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's mine's not even the latest greatest phone. So. But uh, yeah, it's it's good enough. I mean, I might break out my camera if I really want to take like some real close up photos. I think that's where it really starts to shine better. But. Um, that's what it is. Um, I but, yeah, think it really is. Sorry. No, go ahead. As far as photographing your models, as long as you don't have a light source that's behind your model, uh, you should be good. You want to have a light sources that are maybe a couple that are sort of in front of to the sides, maybe not mm -hmm. like right above. Um, but as long as your light source is kind of in front, then you're good. Now there's a lot of people who are like, but I want to have a, a white background. Well now, uh, if your light source is too bright, that white background can actually act as a light that's behind your model and your model ends up being in silhouette. So you still want to have light in front of your model shining on it, even, you know, with your white background. That's uh, just a, a tip. That's just something I've learned. I, I, Crimson1919 brought up a good point, and this also comes to me on a good point of me sitting on my camera to stream for 
you know, the podcast. And so people could see, you know, the work I'm working on. And I was like, man, this looks like crap in person on my little screen on my computer. But when you look at it online, it's different. Um, taking pictures of your models and then looking at what everybody else does. And then you see them in person. It can be a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Some people are very, very good at, I want to say, say disguising, but making a model look good or better when it's a picture well, is being taken. You remember all those privateer press models that they put photos of and the static photo would look fucking terrible. And then you go do the 3D and you're like, oh, this model is actually really good. Yeah. It's just the photos just trash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really. I mean, it was legitimately a thing. Yeah. Another thing, just uh, another tip for using your phone to photograph is be sure absolutely to crop your picture. If you want the main focus on a specific model, you want to go into your your photo gallery, which is my Android thing is a photo gallery. I don't know what iOS has. Uh, and you can you can crop that down and it will zoom in on the, uh, the figure so people can see it better. So it's not like this tiny little thing in the middle of your original picture and mm-hmm. nobody can tell what it is. So that's just another thing that a uh, cropper people will see you're, you're not safe for work weird stuff in the background. <laughs> There's been a lot of like people uh, on news programs and if you look at the background, they were not thinking about what was going on in the background. <laughs> like people not wearing pants on their thing and you can see they're not wearing pants or a guy in the shower when someone was their, uh, their, their hairdressing stuff, they want to keep hairdressing. Yeah, think about that when you're taking a picture. Um, I have to occasionally at work because uh, someone will ask for a picture or something in order for security. I got to make sure there's nothing around. Nothing, nothing around that that would you know be a problem sitting it there. Beware the mirrors, Legionnaire says. Yes. Yes. The mirrors, but yeah, just just beware what's in there. You know, um, you take a picture, you put it on Facebook, and the boss is like. That bottle of whiskey that's like almost empty behind you was full in the picture before. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> Ignore the bottle behind response, you. My response would be none of your fucking business, but that's not necessarily something you want to have to say at work. Yeah. My boss doesn't understand, though. He listens to the podcast. Love you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no bosses. <laughs> but, uh, it, now, conventions like ReaperCon, I think, can kind of be built to do virtual, but, like, other conventions really just can't. I mean, you can't, I wouldn't say you can't, but They it, did a virtual GaryCon, uh, which would have been the same weekend as Adepticon, and they were able to organize a bunch of different events and interviews with some of the people who would have been guests of honor and uh and they had different people who would do talks uh you know artists who you know had work that would have been featured would do you know a little talk a little seminar whatever uh which is also something that 
people can consider. It doesn't always have to be about, you know, like streaming your miniature painting or streaming your art or streaming. I mean, streaming obviously is what these people were doing, but. Mm -hmm. uh, Look at the big, uh, oh, good. Oh, sorry. There's, just, there's, there's different ways to, to think about it. Yeah, and Adepticon, the, the big companies, did their releases as streams during the Adepticon uh, time frame, which was great. You know, you could, the big companies, like if GW wants to have a big, you know, splash at, say, Gen Con, Gen Con's canceled, they can still have it. They can work it into that whatever virtual Gen Con thing comes up and work it out that same time. And if you wanted to talk to all your buddies during Gen Con, you can just get a chat. Like, I don't know why you can't just make a thing like, hey, everyone who's going to play in the 40K tournament, come to this, you know, here's the, you know, the come in link. Let's talk about 40K, talk about the state of 40K, talk about what we like, what we don't like. You can get some of that hot, that that even gaming, not the full gaming experience, some of that off your chest and get, have your mind engaged by it, even not being there. Correct. You could do, I mean, you won't be able to do the game. It wouldn't be the same. No, but, but you, you could can... definitely get the social yeah, you can get the social, you can talk about it, you know, boom, you know, I was going to, I was bringing this because I thought this was really cool in the meta, that kind of thing. You can break that down. And, you know, you could even, if you wanted to go absolutely crazy, you could arrange for people to be like, all right, you versus you talk through stuff. You could have a virtual online thing and they'd be like, oh, you know, I feel like your army would have beaten mine because you got this and this, or, you know, I think it's close and they, you know, roll a die, whoever wins. There's some fun stuff that could happen there. Yeah, at the end of the day... It's about the camaraderie, yeah. you know. It's not necessarily about the rolling of the dice. Aside yeah. from the people who are just hell bent for, I want the prize and and you know, well, I want to win. Those people are kind of missing the entire point of it. I mean, that is one of the points. You're at a tournament. The main point is to win, absolutely. But that's not the only thing. It is yeah. a thing. So, but there's a lot that can be done there, and I think uh, we might need to start looking at that because there's no reason to think that this couldn't happen again in the future, and every convention should be just a tiny bit prepared for something like this. I guarantee you, every convention through the end of the year is going, what do we do if... Dot, yeah. dot, you know, and, and that should probably be going forward, a planning session thing. What do we do if, you know, Adepticant went off with... Uh, small amount of planning and, and was looks like it was a great fun time. Yeah, I can't believe how you know just a handful of people, and that wasn't even an official. No, that was that was know, Lynn thing. and a few people that just kind of said, "Hey, let's do something to have fun." They were just they were very quick to to organize this. They threw together a Discord server. Uh, they. They immediately went about making a schedule for all the streamers who signed up to do multi-streams and stuff. It was it was pretty amazing what they did. They did a great job. And then there were other things. There was some kind of Age of Sigmar event thing that wasn't tied to the Adepticant thing. But it was running that same weekend. And I'm not sure how they, how they worked that. But there were definitely you know, games somehow being played. And I, I'm not sure exactly how that worked. Well, 
Gonzo and I have proven, and we had it on the cast, you can play certain card games even. Oh, yeah. Over the internet. You, you need just need a camera pointed at your cards and all that. Oh, yeah. You know, you can you can work it out. You could even competitively do that. You could have that over the internet. If some people wanted had to have some event go off. Um, there's some potential there for stuff. I mean, there's, there needs to be some innovation in it, but people are going to have, and people are going to think about it. Like maybe you get with, cause, uh, since zoom seems to be the big deal right now, cause Skype's can't seem to get their shit together. Um, Maybe Zoom offers short-term, you know, convention things where you get so many lines, you know, so many rooms to put in. Because a free Zoom room only lasts about 45 minutes, if I remember correctly. After that, it yeah. automatically kicks you out. Which is fine for some things, but some things need longer. And maybe they offer it like, here's a short, a small amount of money and you guys get, you know, so many rooms for this period of time. There's a lot of potential there that a good innovative business could jump in. And would help what we're doing or what we're trying to do. I mean, heck, I mean, if uh, we get far enough and certain things cancel, I might have to start looking at more online DMs and roll twenties to just for people to get their fun in. Yeah, there's a ton as I've as I've recently discovered since most of my Twitch watching seems to be miniature painters and other people playing D and D or participating in online D and D. There's a lot of people right now that are running role-playing games online using either Roll20 Roll or using uh, Fantasy Grounds. And the funny thing is, here's the funny thing, if you trust your players, you don't even need that shit. Yeah, well, that's how we are with uh, my normal, my regular Monday night D&D group. Jim's like, you know, you can, you can use this dice bot that is in the Discord or you can just roll dice if you're not comfortable with that. It, it doesn't matter. It's I don't you know. trust dice bot. Dice bot don't know random. Dice bot does not know random. I know random. Why dice know random? You know why? Is it frivolous? Oh yeah, best success ever. Is it the most important thing ever? No, fuck you, John. <laughs> See, that's what it does. Dice bot doesn't know that. Sorry. But, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that can happen there, and we'll have to see what cancels and what they do with it. Like, Oticon's kind of unfortunate. There's not much they can do. They could do some of the video stuff, but that's harder to... Because uh, my, my buddy, not Brush Dave, goes to Oticon every year, and I mean every year. And he loves the video editing stuff, the uh, AMVs they make, and music videos. Uh, he especially loves the Iron Editor, where they have to make them in a short amount of time there. That one I don't think could go off because... I mean, I guess it could, but it might be hard. They might just have some of the other ones. But it's interesting, it's interesting to see what that community brings up. And I know with a lot of the bigger, and I hate to make this sound negative, the bigger, more corporate con- conventions probably aren't going to try and organize anything. They're going to cut their losses, not pay people they ain't got to pay, and just be like, we'll do it next year. Well, that's the that's the thing. All of all of these ones that are that are doing these online things, they're fan fan conventions. I mean, ReaperCon is is I hesitate to say a big corporation kind of thing because it's a small business. It's not a huge company. No. It's and the people who work there are it's like family. And the people who go there feel like it's a, an extended like family reunion. It's not a great big corporate faceless, you know, thing. So, you know, 
them doing an online convention. Absolutely, because there's a, there's a huge fan base that's going to help make this work. Adepticon is a fan-run convention. It's not a, a corporation. Um, you know, and so there were people who were willing to come together and make something work for it. You know, there's other, there was, there's one where uh, my very first convention I ever went to when I was 18 was Minicon in Minnesota. And Minicon is still going on Easter weekend every year forever, really. Um, but this year they had to cancel. And People got together and formed Consolation. And Consolation is still going on. And it's for all of the people who do all these little fan, you know, sci-fi fantasy conventions. And they all get together in this group and hilarity ensues. And a lot of these people know each other from all kinds of different conventions. And uh, they're doing a really good job with you know, making making a convention virtual. There's lots of people who will post content and get other people to participate. Every time somebody posts something, there's like 800 comments because it, the whole community is participating in this discussion. So that's, you know, that's, that's one where all these little fan-run conventions, and I'm talking about the ones that are somewhere between, you know, like 500 attendees up to maybe 5,000 attendees. You know, they're not huge conventions. They're not like Comic-Con, 60,000 people, Gen Con, 75,000 people, you know. They're, they're just these little, little tiny ones run by us, people like us. People like us. Absolutely. And and that's what's gonna keep it going and keep us sane and getting our hobby on in this uh, in this crazy temporary new world. Uh, so we'll look to see what they do when uh, other cons cancel. I, I'm really interested in, in the ReaperCon one because that's a major corporation doing it. It's not a, you know, mom and pop or you like I said, your small No, um, it is a mom and pop. Yeah, Reaper, well, Reaper is a small business. There, but... Yeah, but I mean it, it's not it's not like me, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, you're a, a sole proprietor. They would be a small business. Yeah. Yeah. A small business doing it, not just someone like me doing it, if you know what I'm saying. I and I'm kinda curious. They're to see what they're going to be doing and how they're going to be doing it. And they may not do anything for it because, I mean, they may not be able to do that officially. Correct. There may be clauses. They just may not have the people, the manpower to do that. But, I mean, I'm interested to see what people do. It's like we say with the, you know, when it comes to demoing games and running game stuff at your local store. If there's no one else to do it, it's got to be you. And it's got to be you. I think that chin uh, being attached is going to make it a problem, Gonzo. <laughs> Crimson goes, isn't every game Minnie's company except Wizards of the Coast and Games Workshop basically a mom and pop? They really are. Yeah. yeah really I are. mean, you... Uh, FFG. They're, well, they are owned by Asmodee North America, owned by Asmodee, uh, which is the biggest game company that's not Hasbro. 
So, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, big. But the, the, yeah, they're a bigger company. But And even, I mean, there's those companies where I mean, you're still looking at not a ton of employees for a lot of those places, you know, in that specific part of it. So it's an, even Games Workshop, if you look at their overall operations, big, but even right now, they don't have a ton of people in the office. Yeah, they're, they're not huge. You can go and you can see how many stores they have. You can see how many employees they have uh, on their website. Um, they're, they're not as big as some people think they are. Yeah, they're just big in the industry. Yeah. I mean... Watsy slash Asbro is huge, even, but I'm sure Watsy division is probably not even that huge to be overall. It's not, you know, like banks and banks of cubes and cubes of game designers sitting there hashing out stuff. I'm sure it's a handful. God's just wearing his helmet. Can you uh, get that on with your uh, with the chin thing on now, Gonzo? Uh, it's going to be a challenge because I'm going to have to warp it a bit on the outsides and just use a hairdryer is what it is. I feel like the chin that maybe should out. be magnetized too. Too late. You know, you see I it can, on can, the... Apart. It's just barely lightly glued. In the movies, you know, they have the one where his face comes off, his chin comes off, right? Magnets. How do they work? It's magic. <laughs> don't ask me i'm not mr wizard oh kathy i i i hurt you because you said mr wizard uh... <laughs> everyone always goes to bill nye the science guy or something like i that. love bill nye the science guy, I also but... science guy but let's get a little bit out for the og mr wizard oh yeah. yeah i remember mr wizard mr wizard was the shit when i was a kid absolutely Well, it's the media section. <laughs> is it already? Damn, it is. Okay. No, the chin can pop off. I, I just lightly glued it in there, and it's easy to just pop off. But I'm going to have to, before we get started, it is a tight around the ear section, around this section. And I'm just going to take a hairdryer and warm it up and mold it out a bit. Warm it up, mold it up. Because it's probably... Just keep your ears down. Yeah. Also, it doesn't help that I have a really big beard and a lot of fucking hair right now. A lot. Of I don't. Hair. <laughs> Let's go. I don't either. I have less hair than you. Put my Warhammer back up. Uh, I believe that's an Excalibur or a. Uh, doesn't matter. John knows. <laughs> John knows. So are you directly in my main geek corridor there? Watch out. <laughs> Got a scratchy beard. Didn't shave the bottom of my neck beard today. Bill oh, Beatman's world. Oh man, there's another one. So something I forgot to mention earlier, which is totally not media related, but I will mention it now anyways. I I used a sable brush for two entire sessions this week. What? A sable brush. What the hell? When did you I get know. Rich? I mean, I've had them. They've been sitting here. But every time I've tried to use one, I end up screwing things up. But on this great big, I say great big, but it's really only like, you know, well, 
this is this is this is the model right here. It's 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 not that big. But you know, it's it's bigger than than this other one that I just painted. So can't see it. Hold it up higher. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh. oh, and now my stupid camera is all messing up. Yeah, anyways, so yeah. Yeah, I almost, like I said, the the elf one, I almost printed that. I love it. This is a fun model. Oh, so Captain, I would, I absolutely. Gonzo's not allowed to go beardless, so he can't do this? Uh, No, I'm not allowed to shave my beard ever again. Really? Is it too startling? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to see a picture of that. I'll I'll send y'all a picture of me without a beard. It's no bueno. So funny, funny story. My my dad, when I was a kid, didn't didn't have a, a beard. But when I was, I don't know, a teenager, he started growing his beard out. Um, and then he had a beard, full beard, mustache for, I don't know, like 15 years, 20 years. I don't know. And then he shaved it off about maybe 10 years ago. I don't know why, but I still think he looks weird. I can't get used to it. It's been, it's been like fifteen years. I can't, look- I can't get used to it. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh my god, I get. Who are you? Well, I don't like shaving mine off because it shows off my uh, my second chin, unfortunately. But. Uh... Uh, it does make the mask fix, fit better, so well, I have to wear that when I'm in public with other people. I'm gonna have to be clean shaven. So. Yep. There's a lot, a lot of people I know who are, you know, well, they're the healthcare workers and stuff, and they need their mask to fit right, and yeah. had to sacrifice the beard. I have one friend who drew his back on with a sharpie, which just I was dying. <laughs> it was hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> That is pretty hilarious. <laughs> All right, so apparently this week Gonzo does not have 47 bazillion things. And Kathy sounds like she's got one. Yeah, I have I have one. Yeah. And what she, do you have? Uh, one, technically. I guess I could talk really slow and use big That's words. That's not that bad, Gonzo. <laughs> That's fine. That's a a little bit of stubble. It's like a lot younger. I don't want to. Why did what did you send us a? Did you send us a picture? Yeah, you sent us a picture. (laughs) One of the pictures that uh, I was told. You look a lot younger. So. uh, Oh, that's that's a baby face right there. Oh, that's cute. What are you talking about? Um, I only have like three to talk about, and I've only finished one of them. So this week was really busy for me. So, but I'm going to talk about media section about what I've been playing too. So we'll be going with that also. I mean, I think I I think I talked about all my playing uh, in uh, the preamble. I'll just do a little bit on it too. Yeah, which I actually am tempted to download it because uh, it sounds pretty fun. As long as you're okay being shitty at it for a while. Oh, I don't have a problem being <laughs> shitty at anything. That's, that's, oh. the first, uh, that's the first rule of getting good at anything. Being shitty at first. Yeah, it, it's it's got a decent tutorial, too. I was not displeased with the tutorial. 
And there's plenty of content out there on YouTube. YouTube. So just so everyone knows what we're talking about, who wasn't here for the preamble, but we're talking about Mech Warrior Online, which I uh, just started playing and am not very good at. But uh, it is fun and it's uh, it's a little bit of nostalgia. I've been you know I'm still reading BattleTech novels and painting some BattleTech models, so go into that. It's a free online game. Who can go wrong, right? Uh, like uh, we said in the preamble, it's uh, I think the engineer said it. It's sort of like uh, World of Tanks or World of Warships for BattleTech. It's pretty fun. You want to hear more? Preamble. There's more. <laughs> Gonzo, you want to hit us with something? Um, I did finish that game. The that game. Uh, the movie anime series uh, Special Seven. Uh, crime investigation unit or whatever. Uh, sure. Got finally got through it all. Um, it was good. It was pretty decent. Um, there wasn't any gratuitous, you know, sexual overtones to a lot of stuff. Uh, the only annoying thing was a little kid that kept on the homunculus. Going, I, cause of course, because I'm a ninja. I'm a ninja. I'm a ninja. Uh. And it was you just, do torture yourself. It, 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 Not target audience. Well, it just it just kept. I was like, enough. We yeah, it's it's the shtick of the character. Got it. Okay, but it wasn't bad. It was just like, okay, I got it. Um, but overall, it was pretty good. I I mean, had a good time with it. Um, I recommend it. it it's pretty short. Uh, there's an OVA that goes with it. It's like episode point five. Um. Give it like a one and a half, maybe a two, depending on how you're feeling about it. But uh, it was it was worthy enough. Uh, it's on Funimation and it's for free. Um, it's I don't know if they're gonna do a second season or not, but uh, definitely it was worth it. I had, a, I had a good time. It was it was good binge watching. So thumbs up for me. Awesome, Kathy. So I've been watching uh, Murder in or Murders In, which is a French series. And each episode is completely different. And and always there's a, some new detective that comes into whatever village in France uh, that has this murder. And they have to, it's almost like a buddy cop thing like every episode is two different people who are they butt heads kind of at the beginning of the episode and then they kind of sort of learn how to work together to solve this crime but it's it's it seems like it's almost always in the most picturesque parts of France in uh in the Luberon in uh somewhere in Brittany uh I mean it's just these beautiful places these these little you know, old towns with, you know, stone buildings and, and, uh, that lends it charm. Um, but the episodes are really dynamic. I mean, like really fast paced and, uh, they pack more into, uh, an hour and a half than some of these other shows that we've watched with it, where they just kind of creep along and you're waiting for something to happen but you know they're just sharing facial expressions and you're like can we move it along they're trying uh, but to this one failing yeah yeah this one is just like boom 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 there's always something happening 
and so really fast paced and the storylines are great and we've really been enjoying it we're on maybe the fifth episode uh the series is on mhz choice which is a streaming service that does uh international tv shows and they have a bunch that are free right now free to watch because you know of the craziness and so we're taking advantage of that and eventually uh we're gonna subscribe because there's a bunch of other shows on there that that i like and mhz the uh public tv station went off the air so the only place i can watch these now is if i subscribe to this app uh so yeah there's a few other ones on there that I intend to watch after we've watched this one. Cool. Is it sort of like a British thing where there's just so many episodes in a season, whatever number they decide? Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's more like that. But this one has a whole bunch. I was looking at the the wiki for it. It's got I guess season one is yeah, season one is like five or six episodes and so is season two, and then season three and season four have, like, a few more episodes in those. And so there's, like, four seasons, I guess. I like that when they just decide, like, it's going to be as long as it needs to be. We're not going to decide. Oh, I wish. Right? Like, I so wish American shows were like that. We've talked about that on multiple occasions. Like, could we just have something with the beginning, a middle, and an end? <laughs> well, Discovery kind of did that because the first season's like 16 episodes or something. The second one's like 15 or something like that or whatever it is. Or like six, They're not 20-plus episodes. They decided they didn't have enough content for that, so they sort of cut out you know, filler. And I like the way they split the filler up between other episodes. So uh, I think that's a good new way of doing it. You know, the expanse when they're making Amazon Prime is whatever number of episodes it needs to be, 8 or 10 or whatever. Uh, altered carbon so they're, they're getting there it's just you never going to convince the big broadcasting companies to do it that way because we've done it this way for forever that's the way it should be america sorry may not be gonna, it's people like this so we're going to keep making it until it sucks yeah i mean hey you you can make a series like hey you could make a half series you could go like this one needs 10 episodes this one needs 12 We'll air this one, then it'll go off. We'll air this one. I mean, shit. Why not? That's I what really... uh, sci-fi used to do back in the beginning. <laughs> they did uh, Battlestar Galactica, and, and in the same time slot, if they were done with all the Battlestar Galactica episodes, they'd run Buck Rogers. Like, hey, this is a great idea. Yeah, I just want I just want series that have endings. Yes. <laughs> Can't all be open-ended. Uh, I like I like soft endings. Like you could stop the series here and be perfect. If you continue it, it would also be cool. I liked the ending of uh, of Lucifer. Oh, don't say anything. Some people are still watching it, and I haven't seen I, uh, it yet. I I won't talk about it, but I liked how they did it. Good. Uh, I I originally because we actually talked about that this uh, week because uh, it's one of the things we were talking about, Mizzy and I and Erica that we were talking about. Lucifer and they had Lucifer come in and they're going to be doing a season five uh, with Lucifer and I'm like well I stopped watching after season one because I knew Fox was going to cancel it 
What? Yeah. <laughs> now. Which, which kind of irked the crap out of me because I was like, oh, this is a really cool, you know, season. And then all of a sudden watched it and I was like, okay, yeah, it's going to get canceled in a season or two. Oh, I guess Busy has finished it. Uh, but hey. I mean, I was like, I'm not going to watch it because I know it's going to get canceled, but it's coming up and then we got season five coming and I'm like, okay, I'll go back and watch it now because it was good when I watched it originally. Totally worth it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I'm not the biggest one on, uh, on binging things, but I do like watching seasons or series that are done, not like waiting for episodes to come out. That way I can just be like at my own speed. If I get there a day that I'm like, Hey, I'm not going into work tomorrow. I can watch three episodes, then go to sleep, then wake up and watch more episodes. I want to be able to do that. Yeah. Even if I don't generally go all in like that, I like to, I like to pace myself. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see because I mean, because this also comes up to one of the things I was gonna. I'll jump in with one before you get John, because um, sure. we were talking about uh, the Netflix and we were doing, uh, and so. Mizzy says, Mark, in the history books, she's watched something and finished it before I have. <laughs> Which is pretty common between us. Um, Great British Baking Show. It's on Netflix. Oh. Season one through, you know, ten. Um, season one through eternity. I love that show. Um, the thing is, is after season four, it's a new set of hosts. And oh. a lot of people won't watch it now. Because the new hosts, they're missing out. They're they're not good. They're not good. They're you know what? It's like Doctor Who. Once your Doctor leaves, it's it's you know it can be a challenge to get into the new Doctor. But you know, once you get used to them, then we've enjoyed those as well. Do we like the earlier ones better? Yes, but these these ones have their charm as well. Yeah, this is the thing. Um, I remember seeing the the original one. I've only missed like one season of the with the original cast, and they're much better. They're much funnier. They are definitely you know, uh, uh, they have a a click. They 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 work together really well. This new group just kind of feels kind of piecemealed, and it doesn't. Their jokes aren't funny. They don't have an appeal. There's only one returning person now they seemed they seemed it seemed awkward to me at the beginning yes but it seemed to me like they started to kind of mesh in in you know the further they go in well that crew's changing again which really stinks which oh, doesn't really? mean if we're going to be getting another season or not if we're going to get a season 11 because i like the show i like the baking part of it you know yeah host be yeah. damned you know yeah. and all the back back drama behind that i like the cooking part of it because they make some of the coolest shit that I would be like homebakers are doing this. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's really more about the, the contestants. Yes. They're the, they're the main characters. Yeah. And, and I like it. I'm like, Oh, I would have never have thought about that. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's something kind of neat. That's, you know, Oh, okay. Uh, Cause I was, I actually read about some of the stuff, the behind the scenes stuff, like every, before the contestants get there every morning, they use every one of their uh, ovens and machines and stuff to make sure that's working. So, like, every episode before they start baking, they bake a cake in their ovens before the contestants get to, just to make sure that it's working. 
And just that some, makes sense. And like they have to wear the same clothes in each episode, even though it's filmed in two different days, because of the producers require continuity. <laughs> sure. Um, but I mean, I really like the baking part of the show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Um, some of the people make up some really weird stuff. Um, I'm not going to give it a rating because I, I would have to downgrade it because of the hosts. But as a baking show, it's zero space herpes. Um, host be damned. It's a great baking show. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Start on season one and just go all the way through. When they yeah. change up cast, just kind of blank that out of your mind and concentrate on the cooking. Concentrate on the contestants. They are the main focus, them and the ideas and yes. all the all the fun stuff they come up with. 100%. God, it sounds like you're one of those guys who got upset when they uh, got rid of Bo and Luke and they replaced him with Coy and Vance in the Dukes of Hazzard too. <laughs> I mean, that upset I don't even me. remember that. <laughs> I don't even remember what that. Mean that James Bond is no longer Sean Connery. <laughs> I mean, it's George Lazenby. You know George Lazenby, right? Yes. That, I like the George Nothing Lazenby. he's ever done before. <laughs> he has never done anything else either. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was his one thing. He lied his way into the. Lied his way into being James Bond. Some people say he didn't do a bad job. I haven't seen that particular James Bond. But... I have. I have. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, in any case, uh, I watched uh, last night with uh, Banyan, we watched uh, Romeo Must Die. Because oh, it is on Netflix for free, and I was spending time just looking for something to watch. And I'm like, oh, crap, I haven't seen that in a while. Let's watch that. And it is a pretty okay movie. That's about yep. all I'm going to give it. It's pretty okay. Um, you know, cast is overall pretty strong. Most of the ones who aren't very strong get gacked pretty quick. Uh, the whole idea is that uh, Jet Li is the policeman's son of a uh, criminal who he had to go to jail so that his father and his brother could go get away and go to America. And his father promised him his brother would be okay. And then his brother gets killed, and he finds out in prison, and he breaks out of prison because he's Chet Lee. No prison can hold him. <laughs> uh, he'd have some good action action scenes to get out. And he comes to America, and he's investigating his brother's death. And his investigation leads him to uh, Ilea, who is playing the daughter of a, a black gangster. Who is the? They're working together, but they sort of have a war. And uh, you know, they they hit it off. Uh, there's some actual chemistry there in like a lot of movies like this where there's no chemistry, but they go with it anyways. Um, and it's pretty amusing. It's it's got some unfortunate things. It's the first direct, the first actual movie directed by this director, uh, and he tries some weird thing where like you kicks, where like there's this kick and you, like it shows a, a a bad X-ray of it, like and the bone getting broken. I'm like, that's not. <laughs> it's not a feature we needed in a movie. Uh, that's one of his big ones. And then they do some wire work for Jet Li that is unrealistic, thus completely takes you out of the movie every time it happens. Yeah. But it's only a couple times for each of those. Um, other than that, it's like one of it's like Anthony Anderson's first big movie. He'd been in a couple things before it, but this is he gets a lot of screen time in this. Uh, it's one of DMX's first movies. He gets a fair amount of speaking roles, and he is DMX. Meaning, he's not great. 
Uh, Delroy Lindo's in it. He's great, of course, because Delroy Lindo's great. Uh, Russell Wong's in it from a bunch of stuff, and he's very good. Uh, the rest of the cast, like I said, is pretty solid. Um, some of the fight scenes are really good. Some are okay. Um, overall, pretty solid movie. I give it I give it uh, two space herpes. I mean, it's fine. You'll watch it. It's probably the best of this group of three that I like to call them, which are Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, and Cradle to the Grave. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and that is the order that they are good. Romeo Must Die is best. Exit Wounds pretty on par but not quite as good uh obviously i think it has more potential than exit wounds and then cradle to the grave is not good um uh xander Rollard says uh jet lee jackie chan donnie yen uh i've been thinking he's donnie yen sammo hung a great generations of martial great generation of martial artists absolutely and that's not even all of them young bao there's a ton of exit uh, a ton of excellent martial artists out there yeah um, I would say while this is a better, a more coherent movie than Jackie Chan's uh, starring vehicle introduction to the U.S. Rumble in the Bronx, I feel like Rumble in the Bronx is a much more fun and interesting movie because it doesn't have any of that bullshit. You know, there's no breakbone camera, breakbone X-ray camera, <laughs> and there's no shitty wire work because Jackie Chan do that shit. Um, so there you go. Uh, Bandit says he's still looking for exit wounds in Cradle to the Grave. Why? You do not need to complete the triple play. I saw exit wounds not that long ago. It's okay. But it's funny how you can never see all three of them on a free service at once. They just sort of rotate through them all. Do you know what movie I can't find speaking of Jackie Chan? Uh, who am I? Yeah, that's weird. I just, that would be. And, and that was like my favorite one. Uh, my favorite one is probably either Wheels on Meals or uh, uh, Dragons Forever. Big fan of Dragons Forever. Those are both. Wheels on fun. Meals. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. Wheels on Meals is is, is very fun. It's him and Young Bao, and I think Sammo Hung's in it too. The three of them. They were all together, like in Project A, through a bunch of movies. Uh, they were all in uh, Peking Opera together. Uh, that's. They have very good chemistry together, all of them. It's just sort of fun, and the fight scene at the end of Meals on Wheels is... its uh, Actually, both the movies I like are the same enemy, and that's uh, Benny the Jetter Credits, who was a kickboxing champion. And they're just great fights at the end. I mean, they like they know how to take it at the end and be like, we're going to give you a treat at the end. Uh, and that's it. I mean, I like Rumble in the Bronx a lot, It's but it's not coherent so much. Like, yes, one thing leads to the next, but when you step back, you're like, what? How did we get here from where the fuck we started? Which, I don't know how we followed this path here. When you go back and watch the movie, you're like, uh, okay, that sort of did all go there, but the fuck? <laughs> um, I just think it's too bad that Jackie Chan didn't get, you know, I don't want to say a bigger break, but his stuff never quite hit as big as he was in Hong Kong. It's too bad because Jackie Chan's fucking awesome. He is. Even in his old age now doing stuff, he is awesome. But he can't still do the stuff he used to do because, yikes. Yeah, yikes. Uh, Jet Li's another one, like, like I said. Jet Li you know, came to America later than Jackie Chan even. Romeo Must Die, I think, is his first starring vehicle. I think he was in Lethal Weapon 4 before this. 
Um, you know, Jackie Chan, of course, was in both of the Cannonball Run movies. Oh, yeah. Um, they were fun. He was a fun part of them. But, uh, and Jet Li was a good villain in a in the worst Lethal Weapon movie. But that's sort of the thing, is you just don't get enough starring vehicles. It's like Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen, I mean, Donnie Yen pretty much just hit the U.S. with, I hate to say it, Rogue One. And he hasn't really had a starring vehicle here unless you uh, unless you were one of those uh, people who would listen to what uh, Quentin Tarantino suggested you watch and watch those. Because he actually uh, recommended a bunch of stuff that sort of inspired him. And one of them was Iron Monkey. That was a super fun movie starring Donnie Yen. I love Donnie Yen. He's great. It's too bad he's not been in more movies in the U.S. So, uh, Gonzo, you have something else to talk about? Um, I did watch another anime. I'm still in the process of watching it. Uh, it's called Darwin's Game. Uh, Darwin's Game is a show about... I thought it was going to be a darker anime when it first started off. Uh, what it is is people are playing a game called Darwin's Game. Uh, and they get hooked into it. But it's about hunting and killing people uh, in real life. But when you join the game, you get a special thing. And I, I hate they call it sigil sigils um it's supposed to be sigils but they call it something else sigils you get a sigil and it you get a special power and it's random for the person and you go around you know if you're playing the game you go around and hunting another person you get money prestige all this other stuff and when you hunt them you actually kill them um it's kind of a darker anime when i it started off and i was like okay this is kind of cool uh, I don't mind this. Uh, took itself seriously. Got blood and guts, you know, not uh, spraying blood, but definitely, you know, people getting shot and killed. Um, and the first episode was good. I was like, okay, I'm all for this. Uh, beginning of second episode, uh, girl, ha- girl completely naked between the legs of the main character. And he wakes up with her there, and I'm like, oh, God, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. And they don't. They don't go and turn it all into a sexual theme. There is a underlying romantic thing going on, but it's not overplayed, and it's not horrible so far. Um, I'm only about four or five episodes in, but it's been pretty decent. Um, It's about a group of people that are all playing this game and they eventually are forming a clan or guild, if you want to call it, trying to survive and watch each other's back and participate in this still. Uh, the main character got dragged into the game <clears throat> by accident. Um, and he's trying to be the moral compass of this whole thing. Um, so he really doesn't want to kill anybody. So he just starts recruiting people and he's got, of course, the main character's got a superpower that everybody else they wish they had type thing, like any typical anime. Um, but so far, it's been pretty decent. Um, I'm happy to continue watching it until, you know, that it's, it's done. Um, so, so far, it's a thumbs up. I'm not going to turn it off just yet. Um, so, wait for that. Should have a, I probably should have a full review by the next podcast. Um, and I'll have another one, another review coming up, uh, because I got halfway through Dark Phoenix. Oh, cool. Uh, 
So, Gonzo, I'm thinking of watching a movie. Okay. And to let you know what movie, like, so this movie has got uh, Melinda May from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in it. It's got uh, the guy who played uh, Kovacs from uh, the actual Kovacs, mm-hmm. the actual Asian guy uh, in it. And it's got one of the guys who played, uh, I think it was Jason in it. It's got one of the Agent Johnsons from Die Hard. I mean, it has got a star-studded cast. It's got an Australian pop star in it. No shit, yeah. I mean, Jean-Claude Van Damme's in it. What, wait. I'm... Jean-Claude Van Damme now or John, uh, Jean-Claude in the very beginning? Well, I mean, it's just Jean-Claude Van Damme. The peak of his power. Okay. What uh? What name? Of, what is it called? Well, let me tell you one more actor in it. <laughs> Are you in? You think you're in this movie? I think we should watch this movie. I, I, I I'm always up for we, torture. We need to. We need. We need to watch this together. Um, separately the, together. The separately last together. actor in this is Raúl Julia. <laughs> what? I am talking about Street Fighter. Oh my God! <laughs> I've seen Street Fighter. God, that sucked. <laughs> But when you look, look at it, you like realize, holy shit, look at that cast. Yes. How is this movie bad? Oh, yeah. It, there's always been a saying, if you want to watch a good Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, you watch the Mortal Kombat movies and the Street Fighter cartoons. Well, So, yeah, absolutely. The uh, Oh, here's the funny thing is that between, you know, the Street Fighter movie and all, there's, there's no street fighting in it. Not not even one Street Fighter. The Street Fighter animated movie is definitely better than yes. Street Fighter live action. Yes. But I think the Street Fighter live action might be a little uh, underrated. Uh, where can we watch it? Uh, nowhere, unfortunately. I'm looking for somewhere. I'll let uh, you know. Okay. I know. I was looking. They're one of my one of the podcast. Sorry, the only podcast you listen to did an episode on it. I'm like, they're going through the cast. I'm like, man, those people all went on to do great stuff. The fuck were they in this movie? <laughs> it's like when they say the name, uh, I can't pronounce the name of the woman who plays Melinda May. I'm like, wait, that's that's Melinda May. She, oh shit, she's Chun Li in this. Like, th- it's got a cast. Oh yeah, it just like, sucked balls. I think it's not as bad as that. I think okay, the guy who's watched Cats and the Turkish Star Wars <laughs> and uh, Atlantic Rim and. Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter, and all the Transformers movies, thinks it's not that bad. I want to put all my qualifications <laughs> in there before you realize. I don't think it's that bad. I'm thinking probably, it's it's thinking like a, a, a three space herpes. It's like, you know, it's not an average action. It's a little worse than that. It's also got that inspiring speech in the middle of it. I think we need to find this somewhere. I'm going to see if I can find it for us. All right, but I'll go back to. Uh, <laughs> I definitely I will give. Uh, I am watching uh, Dark Phoenix. Uh, I'm about halfway through it, and it's not that good. Says, but it's not horrible. It. Yeah, it's not. It's not good, but it's not horrible either. Uh, so far, so you might I'll, be the I'll, only one to say it's not horrible. The ratings of that are terrible. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm trying to watch it, and I'm just like. Okay, really? 
Okay, really? Let's put it this way. Really? I'm considering trying to see if I can find Street Fighter cheap enough that I can buy us all DVD copies of it. <laughs> but I will not watch, pay to watch Dark Phoenix. That's just where I am, just so everyone knows. <laughs> I'm okay with movies that were never aspiring to be anything more than a, you know, fun action movie based off a video game, yeah. loosely. Loosely. And actually, I suggest uh, anyone who's interested in hearing some of the, the story about that and some movie reviewers' takes on it, along with a music reviewer's take on it, because that's a funny guest crossover I never thought I'd have. Uh, you can check out Junk Food Cinema. I, I listen to them. They're great. They are John-approved. And uh, they do a lot of movie reviews. And uh, mostly hidden gems like that. Hidden gems. Movies that may be underrated by the overall populace. How about that? Their first episode ever was Battle Beyond the Stars. And you know I was oh. in. It was Battle Beyond the Stars. Yeah. Okay. So, there you go. They're the reason I watch some of these crappy movies I watch. <laughs> uh, so, we'll definitely give... Uh, be finishing up Darwin's Game and Dark Phoenix. Uh, I do have some other things on my queue. I do need to catch up on Wild West... Uh, Westworld, excuse me. Because it's taken a turn for the different. And oh. so, I'll have a review on that. Uh, this week, because I will be staying home uh, all this week anyway, so... Lucky. We'll have to see. Um, uh, I'll give you guys a review of all the Star Trek, all the Star Wars stuff when I'm done all the Star Wars stuff. I'm still in season one of Clone Wars, so do not hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, the final season starts tomorrow? The, the final season's like, I think there's one episode left? Two days? Something like that? Uh, May 4th is when they're starting it. Because there's also a Mandalorian behind the scene coming up on May 4th also. Eh, I don't need a behind the scenes. I'm going to go fucking watch it. Why don't I need a behind the scenes? You cannot uh, yeah. get I, I think it's I'm just because they're just, they wanted to add some more to it. So Yeah, but I'm watching all, all the Star Wars mm-hmm. in order. If you guys want to hear it in order, that's on a different podcast. But after I'm all done, then I'll lay it all out for you. It'll be an epic... Uh, one of those epic... Uh, media sections where I can challenge Gonzo. Uh, for everybody else, guys, we're running a little late. I apologize. Um, don't forget uh, our new RPG is startup. We will start streaming it pretty soon. Uh, we do have episode one recorded for everybody to listen to. That'll be up sometime this week. Don't forget to watch Kathy painting uh, Tuesday through Friday. Um, she'll be working on, I think, the bus still and whatever else she comes up with. You know, Kathy, she'll like get halfway through a project and go, ooh, squirrel. And, you know, find something else to paint, which is all good and dandy. We appreciate it. Um, it's always good and fun to watch her. You'll learn a lot, even if you are a pro painter. She's always fun. Um, other than that, guys, I think we're done. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And I'll be Gonzo for once. Good night. You're always Gonzo to me. Big heart. I'm sometimes John. Uh, I'm always John. <laughs> right at the end. Right at the end. <laughs> we love you. Bye, John.